I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final half hour of the program today. We're going to touch on a, a kind of a, a sensitive topic here. You wouldn't think it, it's sensitive until you uh, dig right down into it, and it has to do with high school mascots and sports mascots. You know that there is renewed attention being paid uh, to sporting teams like uh, the Redskins and the Indians and such like that. Here in Utah, Bountiful, their mascot is the Braves. And there's a petition recently put out there by a former student of Bountiful High School a Caucasian woman, uh, and in full disclosure, I, I know this person, Mallory Rogers. We'll hear from her in just a moment. Um, but uh, but she very basically has put forth a petition which looks back on her own experience as a member of this high school, and she talks about some of the traditions undertaken by students there, the painting of uh, faces, uh, some headdresses worn, some war cries. Her assertion in this petition is that those are inappropriate and that not only should uh, those traditions be undone and halted but also the mascot itself the Braves should no longer be the one uh, used at Bountiful High School now I am very slow to change I think Generally, that many things in life, the name, say, of a military installation, the mascot of a high school, that over time it comes to take on a meaning of its own. That's my broad attitude. But as I saw, as I saw this petition and I saw the number of signatories of it right now up to about 113, that's a pretty big number. As I saw that, I thought, well, you know what, maybe... Maybe I don't have a full understanding of this. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, my uh, life experience is not one where I will ever be able to have an authoritative opinion on this. At first blush, my thought was, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, uh, This is a a harmless mascot. And uh, by celebrating it as a mascot for cheering or by cheering for uh, the Braves on the sidelines of the football game, uh, you, are, you are cheering for something powerful and strong. 
And so how could it be interpreted uh, as, as something negative? How could the mascot of a brave uh, be disrespectful? Now, I knew that, that, that there was a good chance that that was a, a premature reaction. And what I was craving and searching for throughout the morning was someone from the Native American community to weigh in on this. So I, I did a little bit of scouring and I saw, <clears throat> first off, there was a Washington Post poll from a few years ago, about three and a half years ago. Uh, the Washington Post uh, commissioned a poll of 504 individuals across every state and the District of Columbia where they asked Native Americans specifically if they took offense uh, by the Washington Redskins name. Well, the results of that survey came back, and the poll claims to have found that 9 in 10 Native Americans aren't offended by Redskins' name. Now, as I dug more deeply into that poll, I found that it was challenged by many, including some leaders in various Native American communities around the country. Okay, well then, uh, that's, I can't take that uh, as the final word, so I'll keep looking. And, and I'm happy to say that uh, just an hour ago or so, about an hour and a half, yeah, the League of Native Voters, specifically the Utah League of Native Voters, an organization co-founded by James Singer, put out a statement specifically responding to this petition which has circulated about the changing of the Bountiful High School mascot. And because I have essentially determined that I am disqualified from weighing in on this, I am not a graduate of Bountiful High School, I am not a Native American. All I can do is present uh, the various sides of this. And I uh, would, if I were a decision maker, I would probably lean towards uh, the views. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I would most certainly <laughs> and absolutely lean towards uh, the views and opinions held by the Native American community. Now, before we get into this response, which is rather lengthy, so I want to make sure I'm able to, uh, to to share it with you in its entirety. I will post it as well on my Facebook page if I'm unable to, uh, to read the whole thing to you. Uh, I do want to share... Uh, with you, uh, some of the comments made uh, by this Mallory Rogers. She, uh, the Caucasian woman, graduate of Bountiful High School, who is calling for the use of the brave, uh, the Braves as a mascot to be halted, along with other traditions from the high school. Uh, she discussed starting a conversation on the use of the name. I don't want to speak for the Native people. That's not my goal. My goal here is to start a conversation and um, as a community, have a conversation about what are the implications, what are the ramifications of using Native American mascots? All right. What message does that send? Okay. Um, and I really want Native voices to get involved in this conversation. And I think their voices need to be the loudest. When I first heard these comments uh, by Ms. Rogers here, I thought, well, why haven't you spoken uh, to any Native Americans in the description uh, of the petition there, in the petition itself? Uh, it, it didn't seem like uh, there had been much input from any Native American communities. And so when I saw just an hour ago uh, that the Utah League of Native American Voters at least has uh, spoken up, I was very encouraged and I would like to defer to whatever they have to say, uh, as well as any other uh, Native American organization on this matter. It 
reads, We are pleased to hear of recent efforts by some in the white community to educate other whites about the misuse of native mascots and imagery in Utah schools. We support their efforts to begin productive and respectful conversations with school administrators towards native mascot retirement. We call upon leaders and administrators to build better relations with Native communities by eliminating Native mascots from their schools. It continues and talks in uh, greater depth and with more specificity about some of the damage they claim is done by schools implementing these native mascots but uh, i don't have time to share it with you here on the air but what i will do is place it on my uh, facebook page and invite you to read it in its entirety there but i would absolutely defer uh to the native american community on this question Uh, there are certainly debates that you and i can have and uh but it will all be you know if we are not members of this native american community it will all be secondhand and we'll be disqualified uh from from really weighing in on that. Anyway, and I'm a respecter of tradition, okay? Uh, if I could have my druthers, it would be, uh, you know, we would leave things as they are, and I would cross my fingers that no one would be offended. But uh, once there is an appropriate group raising their hand and saying that, ah, shoot, yeah, no, this isn't so great for our people, uh, we may want to uh, look about following their lead. We're going to take a break right now, and in the final segment of today's live mic, We're going to look at a claim made by a number of news outlets until one decided to really look into the details and disprove the claim that throughout this country there have been COVID parties where frat bros and gals have been getting together trying to contract the coronavirus. Turns out those claims may not be so true. I'll give you the full story next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.